not um, back to Pentecost, but back to the beginning. And we've come out of Pentecost to move into a new realm of tabernacles where we not only um, come to a place to receive, but we realize and recognize that we actually are the place and we actually become the place by coming to a place that gets us encouraged and exhorted to a place where we can now do it for ourselves. And that's what the fivefold ministry is all about. It's there for exhorting, it's there to encourage you, it's there to help you come up a notch, to come up to a maturity level that you have not witnessed yet. Is anybody well, willing and ready to mature and to go places they've never been before? Yes. Just checking, because we don't want to just say yes to something we don't, we don't know. If, we, if we're just saying yes because we, everybody else says yes, then we're going to be surprised when he shows up at the door and just reveals himself. Shaka. So let's be, a, let's be available, let's be attentive, and let's be aware that he's in us and he wants to get out of us. Amen. Amen? But he can only get out of us when he's in us. So my question to you, is he in you? Then he can come out of you. He can give out what you've been resting in. So I'm going to speak about that today and try to keep it all situated. And I know I say that a lot and it never turns out that way. So I don't even know why I try or bother, but um, I do like to make that disclaimer at first, just to kind of let everybody know. Um, my bend is more towards prophetic revelation. It's more towards like a, I call it prophetic, poetic, majestic language. Um, we're not just called to have language. He wants to put poetry on it. He wants to put a romanticism in your life. Romantic ones, the ones who know who they are. And I'm going to talk today, my title, I have a title today, Pastor Jeff. <laughs> ah, shike. Oh, I feel stirred in here today. I feel the stirring of the hunger in your bellies crying out for an exchange. And there's a hunger in me crying out for an exchange. It's called an arcing, a righteousness and peace arcing. Well, now the wholeness of heaven can come into the wholeness of your body and can give out to the earth what you've been whole in. Amen. So my title is kind of loosely put down here, but glory to glory, recognizing the fact that we are majestic ones. We are not just Christians, we are majestic ones. When we recognize the language and we lean into the, the language of the Spirit and we allow the Holy Spirit to take the words off of a Bible that was written many years ago and jump off the page and get into our soul, hello somebody, our mind, will, and emotions to come into relationship with the Spirit that's always been right. You're not battling your spirit, man, here today. Your spirit is complete. Your spirit is whole. It is finished. It is done. He's waiting for the completion of a soul and a body to get with the spirit, to align itself rightly, to be properly positioned, to be properly propelled, not into a building, into a church, but into a city, into an earth that is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Not the building, not a church, not a man-made um, memorial but a heavenly host that recognizes who their host is and then we host the host we host the lord of hosts he is almighty he is all sufficient there's nothing lacking in god he he has it all figured out he has got it he doesn't need us for his for help believe it or not he doesn't need your opinion he doesn't need uh what he doesn't need your um, expertise in the area that you might feel like you have. He loves that you have that, but he doesn't need it. There's a great verse in the Bible that says he does whatever he pleases. 
So if, you, if people come into this house and wonder why we do foolish things or wonder why we might see things come in the room with us, hello somebody, cloud of witnesses, angelic host, weird kind of things that I like to talk about, then there's a great verse for that. I have a verse to go to when things like that happen, and that's my verse. Yahweh is the Lord of the heavens, and he does whatever he pleases. And he's looking for kings and priests to come into alignment with what he pleases to do in the earth. He is pleased with you, and when he's pleased with you, he can be pleased with what he's put in you because nobody put that in you but him. And he wants you to recognize him so he can, he can divulge himself in you. He can't divulge until you delight. So the secrets to opening the key of the next glory is delight. One word. Take it with you and go home with it and take what you get here and go home and study and meditate and chew the cud. Chew it up and chew it up again. Don't leave here without taking something with you to go home and cultivate. Don't leave here the same way you came in. Let's leave change. Let's leave realizing and recognizing that we are change agents who are being changed on a continual glory to glory basis. Amen? So my heartbeat is to recognize that and to recognize and to tell us in this house and to remind you who you are. You are prophetic, poetic, majestic ones. Identity. The old paradigm, I'm going to talk a little bit about paradigm shifts. I believe we have moved from a Pentecostal experience where we've come to the church to find identity. In the old paradigm, we came, a lot of people came out of religion and came out of circumstance and muck and mire and what the world offers you and what religion offers you and what Babylon offers you. And we came to this house simply just to get right again. Can I be real? I mean, I think that's why we came. Now, my generation is a little different. I'm 36 years old. I represent what I like to call the first millennial. I still consider myself in that department. I'm class of 2000. That's 18 years ago. Yes, I know. But there's a, new, there's a breath on the Jacob generation. Now, we all can come under that umbrella, but I believe there's an umbrella being open to the young ones, to the young ones, Andrew, Emma, to the young ones. And that doesn't take you guys out of this. Just put yourself in there. I'm just speaking to that in my spirit right now. But he's really breathing on the, the young ones who have recognized that they are majestic ones. And they didn't have to come here to get identity. Their house at home allowed them to see themselves for who they were. That's called progression. That's called movement. That's called recognizing that we have moved into a new place. That I don't have to start over where my dad started. I don't have to go back to what he implemented in my life. I don't have to go back to what Apostle Ball implemented. If that is the case, that's telling them and us that they, were, they didn't achieve exactly what they were supposed to achieve. Their only purpose here was to put a grounding system for us to stand on and begin to build the house again so we could take the house of us into the houses of the people and the neighborhoods and the city that we live in and become a change agent who can make changes. And that's what we are. We are change agents. We're changing things. We're changing in our soul, our spirit, and our body, and we're changing um, in our earth and, and realizing our friendships and our relationships with people are changing. Allow that to be okay. Allow the newness to be okay. Allow yourself to come out of familiarity and the familiar spirit of yesterday. Let's cut the root of the familiar spirit today and not let any of the old paradigm that was good in its day get in the way of what he's providing in the now. You'll never appreciate who you are until you realize the influence you have. 
And right now, we're really coming into awareness of how, how much influence is in us and how much we rep, who, who we represent and what we represent. The father and then the goods that come from a father. We went to seek his face so he could give us the provision and the protection. We didn't go to it for protection and provision. We went to it for the face, and that's just a good byproduct of what happens when you seek the face. You get provision and you get protected. So good news for everybody in the house today. You're protected and you're provided for. Last time I checked, that's the two things I need in my life. I need provision and I need protection. And the Father offers both. If you lean lean into the face and allow the relationship of the face to mean more to you than the stuff that he gives. Hallelujah. So I'm recognizing the importance of what the new age is, what the new paradigm is, the shift. And I'm recognizing what the old identity was and what the new identity is. My family, my parents came out of religion, out of Babylon, out of church of God, out of assemblies of God. Nothing wrong with that. If you need to do that, that's fine. But there's one difference between a Christian who goes to church on Sunday and a son who's presence built and presence related. It's movement. And if there's no movement, you're not in the kingdom. So the difference between my parents' age and my age is that we progressed. That ought to be obvious to all of us. If we haven't, then something's wrong. I think a lot of us don't take enough time to take inventory of where we are spiritually in the growth factor of our life. And we, we, we end up repeating stuff and become mediocre in areas that he's called us to be great in and majestic with. And if, we, if we're settling with mediocrity, then we're settling with yesterday's glory. And I don't, one thing I don't want is to be settled in yesterday's glory. As good as it was, as good as it was, as good as, 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 as good as it was to my life, I don't want, I don't want to get stuck in that rut because it's a rut and it can get, it can get, it can get bad if you let yourself get there. And I'm breaking that in this house today that we're going to have a freedom and a, and a release to walk into a new glory, which I believe is called, and go with me here, face-to-face intimacy, a Zadok king-priest relationship. That's the new identity. So what, what I mean by old paradigm is I mean, it's not that we're getting rid of the fivefold. We're standing on top of that fivefold. The fivefold lays a foundation for the king-priest to find out who they are, kings and priests. That we, don't no, we no longer come to community to find identity. Now the new paradigm is we have identity and now we're looking for community. Now we're looking to take the identity of the intimacy of life and pour it into community. Pour it into people. To love him with all we have, mind, mind soul, strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. Community. Taking the secrets of loving Yahweh and then bringing the um, identity out into community to be effective and efficient in our area of influence that's continually enlarging and expanding as we're faithful to hear and to see. He who has ears to hear, draw near to the come up here to soak in the crystal clear atmosphere. Up here. Say up here. It's not some religious thing. It's either real to you or it's not. It can either become close to you or it or it just stays out in the distance. And you look at it and say, oh, that looks great, but you know, um, I think I'll let the next generation get to it. I don't think anybody in here wants to say that. I don't think anybody in here is looking out on the dock of the bay going, man, that boat looks nice. I sure wish I could get it and go somewhere. They sit long enough to get their posture right so they can engage the continual movement of waters that he's calling us into, the depths that are filled with wonder. 
The sound of many waters is inviting you into the deep end. In other words, he's inviting you into the 30, 65, 75, 80, 100-fold realm where now you're positioned and you're recognizing, I'm no longer needed to go to a building to get the message. I have allowed that building to provide a safe place to learn the message so now I can become the message. There's a recognition of being who you are. And rec- the only way you can be that in the old paradigm is by coming to an apostolic house, thank God, that told you who you were. And repeated that over and over until you knew it, until you became one with it. And then you took what Apostle Ball said and you took it home and you developed it for yourself. Even my daddy would talk, even his old paradigm, and he represented the prophet out of the fivefold, which is beginning to extend out into a king priest ministry, which is the prophetic um, double portion, if you will, of the prophetic that this provided. So the apostle prophet provides the king priest. And there's a two witness is going on in this realm if we allow ourselves to see what these two provided for us is to recognize who we are as sons that we no longer have to come, although we still do, we don't forsake the assembly, we recognize the maturity factor in our spirit life. That we don't just come here to get a word. If you need that, that's fine and we'll take you where you're at. But I'm talking to, talking to a mature people in this place today who has come to the foundation to hear the apostolic and the prophetic stream and then take those two streams and they become one and now you're governed apostolically and now you're an expression of the prophetic and now those identities have become intact where now you're recognizing, man, I can do this. I can actually do Apostle Paul. I can actually do Prophet Tom or whoever you might witness to back in the old paradigm of the prophet. I can actually do this thing. I like one of my favorite, uh, John Wimber from the 70s said, everybody gets to play. Everybody gets to have fun. If you're not having fun, you're not in the kingdom because the kingdom is fun, fun. If you're not having fun, you're not in the kingdom. Get in the motion of his eternal ocean. He's inviting you into the deep end. And it takes a man like myself, if need be, to stand in a place to recognize what those identities provided to walk into a seventh day rest. Shalom. It's what Yahweh has given me with Revelation. Five and the two is the seven. It's, It's recognizing what Yahweh did when he looked at what he had done and sat down and said, this is very, very good. I did well. That recognition, the garden experience. So now we're taking, instead of coming to community, to find identity, now we're coming out of identity in looking for community now. So now it's no longer just a five-fold church, it's a city. And you can't build a beautiful city till you recognize you are the city. Hello, Zion. Did you know you are the city? And there's no beautiful city without you recognize it's first that you are. So you can implement the city of you into the marketplace wherever he's opening influence in your life. If it's a coffee on Monday, if it's a big church on Sunday, I don't care what it is, he's opening the door for deep-end people. Hello, deep-end people. If you're settling in this place, that means you're just compromising, and I'm here to break compromise in you today. Let the king priest come out of you today. King of kings. And Lord of lords, ye are God's little G. Elohim, are we able and willing, ready and willing and able to go there today? Oh, hallelujah. I want to say some things that are, a lot of it's poetic language, because that's how I get it. <laughs> and I breathe that language on you. 
I breathe craftsmen and wordsmith of the spirit. That you don't only give words, you're crafty in what you give and how you give it. You're skillful. You know how to give it. You know how to speak it. You know how to get up with excellence and release what he has built in you because you stewarded it well when nobody was watching. And you allowed yourself to get tuned in to the frequency of glory to another glory, but I had to sit out on the dock of the bay to see what the next glory was. And the longer you sit in posture mode, the more stale your bread gets. And what you used to sit, watch, and appreciate, you'll mock, become bitter, and disassociate. That's a word. Let me speak it again. Posture, I mean dock of the bay is what I mean by that. I mean identity and priesthood. Sitting on the dock of the bay. I'm sitting and I'm looking and I'm gauging where he is. And I'm tuning in to the frequency when nobody's watching. And then I get in the boat because the boat of the Holy Spirit is the vehicle that takes you out into the depths that are filled with wonder. It's called another glory. And I believe this house is on the precipice, if you will, of that next glory in the sea calling for you and me right now. Beckoning us to come in the water. And it's not, I think it's important for us to develop the spirit long enough till we recognize that we are the water. So when we do enter the water, there's a seamless transition. It's called deep unto deep. And I wonder sometimes if it's not you crying out and you keep saying it's your deep. I wonder if it's your own soul wanting to go somewhere that your spirit hasn't gone yet. Develop the spirit long enough to give your deep a mouthpiece. It doesn't say you cry out for it. It says deep cries out for deep. Cultivate the spirit long enough to give your deep a mouthpiece to cry out for something more. Your only assignment in earth is to help people remember where they come from and who they are. And the door to get there in the old paradigm was come to church in the fivefold. The new paradigm is intimacy. And where there's no vision, you perish. So if you don't have intimacy, you can't see. And where there's no vision, you stay in the old paradigm and try to preach yesterday's glory to a today people. Prophetic, poetic, majestic ones need community for accountability for greater levels of responsibility. The old paradigm had us come to church for it. The new paradigm is recognizing that we are the church and now we go out into the city. Do you, do you know he wants to affect the city? He wants to affect the businesses and the marketplace and the, all the people that are walking and talking in this city right now. He wants to get the priesthood mode and bring the kingship mode with it and take that into the areas of influence in our life and become the change agent for that person in that moment of time. And you can't go pray 300 hours when they come to you. You got to be ready when they come. And we are stewards of the presence in this place. So we recognize our identity. And now we're looking and expectating to go into community to find people to give it to. Because you can't keep it for yourself. So prophetic, poetic, majestic ones. Turn, if you will. I want to read a verse. Psalms chapter 16 and we'll start with verse 3 hallelujah 
Majestic ones, glory to glory. Dock of the bay, posture, identity, the waters calling you for more. When I say priest, I mean someone who takes in the presence. When I say king, I mean someone who moves and talks. Because the divine decision is in the lips of a king. And you can't release outwardly what you haven't been hidden in inwardly. So out of the abundance of the heart comes the skillful tongue to release the framework of the glory to come. He's looking for kings who will step up and begin to release the language of the new age. And the longer you sit in posture in the other glory, the more stale that bread gets. And I'm telling you, what you used to watch and appreciate, you will mock, become bitter, and you will disassociate, and you will disconnect what he was trying to build you in. And that is the key right now to the new place. It's not coming to fivefold, although we appreciate it. It's coming and recognizing the intimacy of the king and the priest of who we are in him. And now we recognize that identity. And now we recognize that we have a city in us to give out. We have a city in us, hello Zion, to give out the presence and the glory of the king. And the majestic ones know what it is to sit and watch and to posture and to see what he is to enter into. Don't jump out until you recognize that you are what you are diving into. And then it'll be a seamless transition. My language here is glory to glory, dimensional shifts, relationally for you. Now it's up to you. It's not up to the fivefold anymore. It's actually up to you. He's left the cards in your hands, and now he wants you to deal what he has left for you to pick up. And people will remember what you chose to pick up. If you'll pick the glory up and have eyes to see and ears to hear, they can remember and tune in to the one who called them by name in the beginning of time. That's what we're coming into. The majestic ones know what it is to posture themselves on the dock of the bay in a seated position. Say seated. Identity, where you recognize who you are. The new shifting of what he's doing in this place. The majestic ones know what it is to posture themselves on the dock of the bay in a seated position to begin to see what he is to enter into. So we can see out of intimacy and we can recognize what he's doing. And then we consider. So we move from see to recognize to consider. It's hard to consider something you haven't recognized and it's hard to recognize something you haven't seen. And you can't see it in this new paradigm by coming to church and looking to fivefold ministry to give it to you. It's actually coming through your own personal relationship with him. Garden experience when you were walking with him in the cool of the day. That's the new shifting he is doing in a people who are hungry and thirsty to seek after what he is actually wanting to do in the earth. Not coming to church to, to have a good time, but recognizing that that's a part of the picture. But I'm coming as the church and bringing a wholeness of heaven with me to bring if I have an opportunity to bring it. It may not be in a microphone place like here, but it might be in a conversation before the church starts. However it comes, be aware and cognizant how influential you are. And you'll never appreciate who you are until you realize the influence that you have. So come into agreement with that. Come into recognition with that. Allow that thing to burn and to turn in you until you have a voice to say something. Amen? So calling us into the deep, inviting us into the motion of his eternal ocean. 
the waters, of, of the sound of many waters calling us. And there's a lot of church people who love to tell you what they see from the dock while failing to truly ever enter into the engagement of his waters. Not only posturing the reign of presence as a priest, but posturing as the ruling and reigning of glory as a king. Glory to glory, fivefold to king priest to Zion. So I'm going to keep saying a lot of these things over just to get, get them in your spirit because there's a lot of things written down here and I want to be kind of strategic and even just reading it because I don't want to get lost in translation here. I want you to understand and I want you to not understand. I want you to embrace the mystery so he can reveal revelation. If you can't trust him in the waters of mystery, he can't trust you with the ongoing revelation of frequency changing glory to glory experiences. If you can't trust him in the waters of mystery, he can't trust you with the frequency of new revelation. And he didn't call you to just navigate. He just called you to jump in and see where he wants to do. And it's called the vehicle of the deep. The vehicle of the Holy Spirit who's tuned into you as a helper to build your deep up to a level where now your deep has a mouthpiece. Did you see that? It's like I saw that. I'm telling you, out of the abundance of the heart comes the, say, skillful tongue. Skillful tongue to release the framework of the glory to come. If you don't open it, he can't feel it. And he's asking for ones, young ones, and all of us are young in the spirit, so there you go. We're all in this. We, we get the opportunity to deliver out of what we've dwelled in. So dwellers and deliverers are ascending Mount Zion to execute judgments written, to take that execution and bring it back into the area of influence that he's still got you here for, evidently, because there's still breath in and out. So there's a purpose in it. There's an understanding of how intentional this thing really is in the beginning and how second nature as an umbrella of wind, if you will, comes and just picks you up out of that intentionality. And he doesn't tell you when he's coming either. He just wants to see what you'll do when you don't feel like doing it. What do you mean, Ben? I mean cultivating a life spiritual exchange with Yahweh on a day-to-day -day basis. That's what I mean. I don't mean you got to go in your room and pray for 500 hours. If you want to do that, that's fine. He's calling those people out. I'm talking about just coming to you and say, hey, man, what's Yahweh doing? And you have a good answer for it. It's not, well, he's good. I, I, I know he's good. I'm, I, what's he saying? What's he doing? I don't want to just do kingdom business till I recognize that I'm being in the business. I'm being before I'm doing. So they can become one and come together and can give birth to a son who models the priest in worship and the king in movement. I believe right now he's ushering us into that engagement of movement, the speaking place, giving opportunity for speaking places, even in, even in your business and your jobs and opportunities that you haven't had yet are being opened even now. 
by the Spirit of Yahweh. He's opening up doors in places and schools and businesses and music uh, arenas and whatever it might be, opening up pockets of, of, of mystery because he knows those sons will, will not look at the mystery bewildered. They'll look at it and know it's him. And when they know it's him, they lean in and they get into it. And then he can reveal himself through the words that come out of the son who was willing to lean into the mystery before he knew what the heck it was. If we can't trust him in the waters of mystery, he can't trust us with the ongoing frequency of revelation. I believe it's important for us to recognize in that posture mode of being a priest and being humbled enough to come to the Lord on a daily basis where he builds character in us he builds integrity in us. He builds confidence in us. So we can come to him, to, to the throne room. We can't come to the throne room without the confidence. And you only get the confidence by sitting down and shutting up. It's called humility before he can breathe confidence on you. Because if he breathes confidence without humility, it's called arrogance. And it will stench and stink in the nostrils of everybody in this room. So he gets you humble before he can breathe confidence on you. Because if he breathes confidence with humility, it's the two in one. Baby, they're ready to move and go wherever he sends it and wherever he moves it. So he comes to give you the kingdom and the seated position and posture so you can get up with the confidence to engage the throne room of what Yahweh is doing in this place. Hallelujah. So Psalms chapter 16, I want to read this. So I'm trying to kind of clarify something, kind of walking this out here. I believe the new shift was we came to community to find identity, which we needed, which was important. Now that we have found identity, what do we do now? What do we do now with that? So I believe that the language of the old, if you will, was the fivefold and praying in the spirit was a model to learn how to steward and cultivate secret place time with the father by not only coming here, by taking the language of praying in the spirit, which we learn here and taking that home with us. Well, now he's shifting us into a new paradigm where we're now, we're the fivefold moving us to king priest, which is now prophetic release. So it's not that we quit speaking in tongues. We actually, now we're just more prophetic in nature because we have prayed in tongues so long. So now there's something to speak out of what we've been speaking in tongues with. There's something to add on to that. There's an extension on to the korabasente. There's a prophetic utterance. There's a prophetic word of the Lord that comes out and sharp and cuts right to the marrow of the bone and exposes what needs to be exposed in that moment. It can't be exposed. Um, it can, but not as, not as precise as Yahweh wants it with um, with. With, with the tongue as he wants it with the, with the word, the prophetic utterance. There's a two-in-one coming together here. And I'm looking at prophetic, majestic ones who are recognizing their identity in, the, in the, um, the five-fold ministry and the praying in the spirit, allowing that thing to, to turn and to turn in their spirit when now they have a mouthpiece of their own and now they're willing and ready to, to go into places of influence, which is bigger than what we can imagine. But if we just take a little bit at a time, we can grow. Because he wants to do a big thing one person at a time. And he's looking for worshipers who soak and wade in the shade. To come out of the shade and rain waters on desert places. That's what your identity is. That's what your identity is. To soak and to wade. He's breathing intimacy on us. Whether you want it or not, he's, uh, he's, he's inviting the door for you to come in for more. And not be settled with yesterday's paradigm. 
appreciate it, honoring it, and standing on the foundation of that and now releasing the mature word of the Lord coming from apostolic and prophetic vessels who allow those witnesses to, uh, to baptize them and to immerse them in the spirit where now they are so vibrating with the spirit that now they have to come into agreement with that and now they release what they have. We become spiritually numb to the ongoing revelation when we sit in posture mode too long. Serving yesterday's manna to a today people. Serving yesterday's glory instead of a fresh, crisp flavor of a brand new meal of a glory to glory atmosphere. It's important to sit. It's important to posture, but only if we know where we're going to engage in. And only if, when we recognize the importance of how those two things work together, we won't miss the mark. We'll be right. We'll be whole. We'll be ready to dive into the water. We'll be ready to dive into the frequency change that he's doing in our life. Personally, family, corporately, and in the earth. All through those levels, he's progressing us, progressing and making us available to this new sound and to this new identity. Um, Psalm 16, verse number three. As for the saints who are in the earth, they are the majestic ones and whom is all my delight. As for the saints who are in the earth, they are the majestic ones and whom is all my delight. I just believe we need to sit down with this today. We need to let this baptize us and, and fill us to a point where we have overflow and we're ready to give out. But I, I wonder sometimes, are we really filled with him? Are we really under that umbrella of an ongoing relationship with the king of the kingdom? Or are we too busy trying to give the kingdom without relationship with the king and wonder why we're hitting and missing all the time? Has that sound called out for you? Have you engaged it? Or have you just allowed it to be a sound that you keep in the distance and it's still an echo, but you don't really fulfill what it's calling you to come into? Prophetic, poetic, majestic ones need community for accountability, for greater levels of responsibility. And we're, we're coming into this place to, to seize that moment and to go out into the area of influence and to do more of that and to grow into that. <clears throat> when you have the confidence to engage the waters, you have the ability to rule and reign. When the posture of your heart and the engagement of movement, marry one another, the posture and engage, the dock and the water, marry one another. They become one and they give birth to a son who models the priest in worship and the king in movement. When they marry, when they become one. When the glory of yesterday and the to another glory has allowed you to extend it and become one. Now you're giving out 
not only what you came from, but what he's doing in the now. So you're not disrespecting what you've come from. You're just standing on the shoulders of what he called you to do and what he spoke for you to do, which was to speak the new sound in a new place because you were faithful to honor what you stood on. So we don't want to be the church people looking out into the distance going, yeah, it looks good, it looks great, and man, I want to enter into that. But I just don't think I have the ability to. I'm here just to call that up in you today, to call that ability, to, to, to help you recognize that you have the ability in you to step up and to engage something deeper than where you are right now. As weird as it might look, as, as weird as it might sound, you don't allow that to get in the way of the relationship of Yahweh that's always calling you a little bit further, calling you a little bit deeper into the intimacy so you can have the new vision to see what he's doing in this new shifting of ages and shiftings of the spirit, which is always coming out of that um, wilderness, if you will. Atmosphere shifts that are coming out of the wilderness, coming out of the place of, of I need help, Yahweh. I need you to put your spirit in me and, impl- and implement something in me that's, that's there but just needs to be stirred by your ongoing continual breath that continues to breathe on me every day of my life. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I think we're all in this house looking for is a, is a greater extension of that, a greater expansion of his glory. And the identity of the old apostle, prophet, the community, fivefold, church, the new identity, king, priest, community, Zion. So now we're coming to community from identity. And now we're joining identities together that know who they are. And now we're plugging in together. And now we're coming, there's a vibration and a sound that's being reverberated because the ones who came in the house didn't come in looking for something. They came in with something. They came in knowing who they were and knowing who they are because they recognized who they were back in the time before um, we had a body. And that's what he's doing. So we come in here with that sound. How, how awesome would that be if we all do that on a day-to-day basis and we cultivate the sound big enough in our heart and then when we come together, we have, a, we have such a fullness to, to release. There's a real richness in our spirit, a fatness that's ready to release the goodness of the Lord. That's the identity of a son who recognizes he's not just a Christian showing up for church once a week, but he's a majestic one who has ongoing, continual right relationship with the king who wants to bring uh, us closer so we can come into this place and give out something that's not ordinary, that's not religious, that has excellence on it, has integrity behind it, and speaks with clarity and boldness and sharpness and delivers fresh new meals every day. Not old yesterday glory, but new fresh meals to people who are hungry to eat on some new meals of the glory of God. And when you allow that sitting down to marry the engagement of the waters, you enter into something that you already are. So you don't enter into something that you before you know who you are. That's why the identity factor is so key. That's why I want to breathe on this majestic thing. Majestic ones. So when you go home today, tell yourself, I'm majestic. I'm a majestic one. 
If you have to look in the mirror and tell yourself that, I am a majestic one. I am full of the presence of Yahweh and I host him everywhere I go and he's looking for a place to come out wherever I might go. He's looking for a place to leak out because if he's not leaking out somewhere in you, he's not in you because he's too big in you to not leak out somewhere in your life. And it ain't just Sunday morning church. It's a new shift. It's called day to day. It's called relationally, faithful, devoted to the, to the relationship of Yahweh so he can pour out the glory of what he wants to do. And I don't want to sit too long. So if the longer I sit, the more frustrated I seem to get once the new glory has come. Once it, when it's not revealed yet, it's fine sitting in the glory because you're, you're, you're immersed in it. You're getting one, becoming one with it. But when the other glory is calling out for you and you still sit down in the posture that you've been in, you're going to get old quick. You're going to get stale and you're going to have no revelation. You're going to have no ongoing proceeding word of the Lord in your life. There must be an engagement of yourself coming into recognition of what you see out here. And I believe the mouthpiece of your deep is opening up wider and wider and calling out for what you have been designed for, which is hosting the presence of Yahweh in a way that you are not, have not had before. It's a deep unto deep call. And we become spiritually numb to the ongoing revelation when we sit in posture mode too long, hell-bent on serving yesterday's manna to a today people. We end up compromising the word by serving leftovers instead of us serving the sharp, crisp flavor of a brand new meal. So I've just come each day I speak and each day I come into this house on a daily basis to work here and to... Um, give myself to the marketplace in my life, wherever that might be, I am always looking for opportunity to give out of what he's put in me. Whether it's a conversation, whether it's a sermon, whether it's a song, whether it's just being silent and still and knowing who he is, he wants to give you something in silence he can't give you in the noise. He wants to give you something in silence that he cannot give you in the noise. He wants to give you something in the whisper that he can't give you in the mighty rushing wind. I'm learning how to taste the detail of the glory today so I can see the fullness of the fruition of the glory tomorrow. Taste and see through intimacy. New paradigm. I'm sorry to tell you, uh, this is either good or bad news for you, but it's all on you. The old paradigm, we could come to church and we could get what we needed from apostle and we could go home and ride on that for a couple weeks. Nothing, that's great, but it's not great if we're still in that place. That place was only to call you out of where you are. And once you get to that point, guess what's coming? Another call. Another cry, another come a little further, another whisper in the nighttime when you're not ready for it, come a little closer, sound of many waters calling you, inviting you into the motion of his eternal waters of the oceans. Can you say this with me? Inviting me into the motion of his eternal ocean. 
Take that home with you and just say that until you get it. It's not in the paragraphs, in this, it's in the sentence. It's not in the sentence, it's in the word. It's not in the word, it's in the letter. He's trying to breathe on the subtleties of life. He's trying to breathe on the day-to-day lifestyles that we all have. This is, a, this is not normal up here. This is once a week. What is normal is you day-to-day. What is he doing in that? What is he building in you to give to other people? Most people out in this earth, they don't have the ability to see or to hear, but they can remember. And they remember what you chose to pick up, which is a memory. And the sound of awareness has led you to the sound of remembrance to carry the sound of the memory, which is the memory of the name, the memory of Zion. And when they look at you, they do a double take and they remember where they come from and who they are. Because your only assignment in earth is to help people remember. Say remember. Remember. We can hear and see and we can remember. Most people can't hear and see, but they can remember. And when they look to you, they remember so they can begin to start hearing and to start seeing what has never been revealed to the ones who don't get it. But to the ones who have an ear to hear what they don't get, there's an open door. Because you stood in a place and were able to give, expose what you chose to pick up in your spirit. They remember what you chose to pick up. It's not, you don't have to pick it up. You don't have to grow. You don't have to grow to go to heaven. But you do have to grow to become a son to be influential in the earth. And your only assignment is to do that. So would you hate to get to heaven one day and realize you didn't fulfill the assignment, but you made it to heaven? And I think that's what tears are about when you get to heaven. People are just literally crying because they realize they didn't fulfill the assignment that was on their life. It's but a breath. It's but a shadow. It's but a moment. What are you doing with it? How are you taking advantage of the day-to-day? How are you taking advantage of the relationships that you're building in your life? Are they, are they valuable to you? Because you'll worship what you value. And I'm trying to, to breathe on a value system of kings in this place to come out of this place and to recognize what is on them and what is in them. Majestic ones. Prophetic, poetic, majestic ones need community for accountability for greater levels of responsibility. You'll never see a beautiful city until you recognize that you are. And then you implement and look to go and to find places to pour that into. Because he's pouring his spirit upon all flesh and your sons and daughters will prophetically utter what has been built in the tongue inside If there's not a prophetic release in your mouth, there's probably not a deep well of tongues in your belly because the tongue will release an expression of prophetic verbiage that's going in the glory-to-glory phases of where we're going. It will align with what he's doing in the heavens. It's a mystery. But if we embrace the mystery like we see it, then he'll bring us into more mystery. But if we look at the mystery like, oh, that just looks too hard and I don't know and I don't understand it, then we don't have the legs to hold what he wants to pour on us. And we're going to need the legs to go. 
and have the shoulders to carry what he's breathing on, if we have the ability to, stand, to sit long enough, to posture ourselves long enough, to look into what we are to enter into, and when that sound does come, we're ready to go, and we're ready to get into the vehicle of the Holy Ghost to take us out into the depths, heights, widths, and lengths out here, amen, that are filled with wonder because we recognize the out here was in here before I ever went out there. So now I come into the water, seamless transition. I recognize I am the water, so I can dive in the water, and there's not a scare, scarcity to it. There's not, a, there's not a fear of it. There's not a fear of the unknown. There's not a fear of the mystery. There's actually an embracing of what we don't know. Because it's way more important right now than what you do. Reign a presence as a priest, ruling and reigning with movement as a king. A lot of church people love to tell you what they see from the dock while failing to truly ever enter into the engagement of his waters. Not only modeling the reign of presence as a priest, but the ruling and reigning of glory as a king. It's time to recognize who you are. Are. You don't no longer need, the scripture in Hebrews says, a man to teach you anything. You have come into contact with heaven and earth, and you've come into contact in Psalm 16 that says you are not just a Christian, you are a majestic one, and you need to come into identity with that so he can move you into community to build the city, to give to the city what it needs and what it's beckoning and groaning with others that cannot be uttered for. <clears throat> you're a majestic one who has a divine decision in your mouth. All he asks for is that you open it. Mm. Father, we just, we just, we just open ourselves up to your, your, your next dimension for us, your next glory for us. We want to steward that still small voice well enough until there's a mighty rushing wind waiting to come in. We want to steward the still small voice right enough to there are mighty rushing doors knocking on your door. No longer bored with the roars of the Lord. Stewarding the still small voice well will produce peace in the valley of decision that will allow for his roars of mighty rushing winds to open up your doors of capacity a little wider. Yeah. Stewardship, kingship. He's breathing on the kingship role to heighten our awareness of the marketplace and our influence in it. Because a divine decision is not in the priest who soaks, it's in the king who talks. Mm. Say soak and wade. Homework tonight. Go Google those two words. That's the homework if you want to do it. Not going to be no test on it, I'm just saying. <laughs> Go Google what soak is. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. I don't want to. I just want you to learn. Because remember, it's on you. I know. 
Release your hands to my mom right now. Father, we just pray healing and wholeness to her body in the name of Yeshua the Christ. Yeshua HaMashiach, who's already paid for it and already delivered her from any circumstantial situation or infirmity. We cast out anything that's not of you in her body right now. We speak wellness and wholeness. I'd rather be whole than healed, and we speak wholeness over her body today. Amen. So this message is just to heighten your awareness of, the, of, of being a majestic one. And looking for community now. We don't isolate. We look for community only when we know who we are. There's nothing worse than somebody who doesn't know who they are and just looking for somewhere to hang out. My God in heaven. Where can I just show up and just see what's going on at the next church? You're either sent or you just showed up. And if you know the revelation and you just showed up, you're in trouble. Not with me and not with nobody, but with him. You're either sent or you just showed up somewhere. And nothing worse than an unidentified person looking for identity in the wrong place. Mm, mm -mm. I'm gonna say a few more things. Just repeat, really repetitions the way you learn. It's more about repetition than learning a new revelation. What have you done with yesterday's word that Mark gave? I mean, it's just ongoing all the time. It's called, it's on you, buddy. What you doing with what you're getting? Are you taking it home and supper timing with it? Or is it just a convenience? Is it just something you just go to? I'm not mocking that. I'm just breathing on a new word. I'm breathing on availability to come in a little closer. That it's not actually on a man anymore to teach you. It's actually div divinely been positioned for you to get it by yourself. And then you take the by yourself part and move it into selves, the people. You might forget a sermon, you might forget a song, but you won't forget a riddle. Prophetic, poetic, majestic ones need community for accountability for greater levels of responsibility. I know it's a lot. But you won't forget it. And I'm telling you, just be down the road. Just I'm a prophetic, poetic, majestic one. I need community for accountability for greater levels of responsibility. Just start saying it. You don't need a bunch of stuff. You don't need an hour and two hour sermon. You need the presence. You need the glory. You need the priesthood and you need the kingship. What's you doing with the identity of who you are? Are you still stuck in yesterday's glory, serving leftover manna to a today people? My God, get some fresh meat out. Get some rice and some beans out. Get some fresh stuff. I'm looking for fresh, crisp, sharp flavors. Flavors of glory. Taste and see today. Taste the glory in the subtle today so he can reveal the fullness of what you're crying out for for heaven to open tomorrow. <laughs> he said he'll rend the heavens, but he only rends the heavens to the ones who do it when no one's around and the heart is so right, clean hands and a pure heart that now he can enter into a place he's already provided for you. He's just waiting for you to step into what he's provided for you. So step into what he's provided for you. It's called a new glory. 
and you're never settled in yesterday's glory. How much, however good it was, it's still yesterday. And I don't want to serve yesterday's manna to a people that are looking for a today word. Psalm 16, verse 3, we're almost done, I think. As for the saints who are in the earth, they are the majestic ones in whom is all my delight. In whom is all my delight. Mm. Let me read just a couple things here and we'll be done. Hallelujah. Not in a hurry, just resting and working out of my rest. So everything I hit hits the bullseye. I don't have to wonder whether it's going right. I have precise precision in the valley of decision. So when I hear it, I speak it, I know it's him. And I feel like there's a valley of decision in this place for some people. And he's breathing precision on you and words of enlightenment that will help you get above the circumstantial stuff and will help you see, will help you recognize, and will help you consider. And you can't consider what you haven't recognized and you can't recognize what you haven't seen and you can't see to your intimacy with him. Intimacy, see, recognize, consider. Just laying a few things out. This is a lot, but I feel it. Just go with it and and just let it minister to you, you know. Don't receive the prophetic the same way you do a pastor. You're not going to get it all in the mind. Don't try. You're going to get a headache. Don't try. Just come ready to receive. Come ready to just let it happen, whatever happens, and take home with you what you need. Eat the meat, throw out the bone. Your bone may be my meat. Your meat may be my bone. I don't know. Find out what's your meat and eat it. Through intimacy, you see to recognize, to consider, to walk into glory to glory. Without a vision, you die. And you only get vision in this new paradigm by way of intimacy. Listen to this. This is important, and then I'll be done. Vision. Without a vision of the new place, seeing eyes to see, you die. The longer you sit in posture, another glory, the more stale your bread gets. You'll mock, become bitter. You'll disassociate what you used to embrace. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm just trying to help in my own spirit understand because I know it's, it's not just um, a programmed word. It's not just um, a, a beginning, a middle, and a good conclusion. That's not what we're doing here. We're speaking not off the cuff, but out of the well. And we're developed the well to a point where it just asks you to get up and deliver. It doesn't give you rules or context or a lot of that. It just asks you, can you be faithful to get up and deliver? And if I can trust you to get up and deliver, I can put more in you. I can't put more in sons who don't recognize who they are so they have the confidence to engage, to speak. Without a vision, dot, 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 think about it, you die, dot, dot, dot. Think about it. Man, I feel this. Mm. Say, say this, just so this will help me. Say intimacy, intimacy. see, recognize, recognize, and consider. And consider. That's, that's, that's kind of school stuff. I like that. 
I can take that home and learn on that and do some homework on that. Without a vision, you die, and you only get vision in this new age by the garden, by way of intimacy. Into more of him you will see, you get the picture. The old paradigm had us come fivefold where you could depend on them. Hang out with me here for a minute. Where you could depend on them. And this new, and this, you get it for yourself. I remember my dad would preach a lot. And he would preach a lot of just crazy cool stuff. And a lot of times he would say, am I boring you? Because it was so over the head that he, people were sleeping, just like they are now. Just kidding. You know who you are. And he would say that. He said, am I boring you? Just to wake you up, probably just to scare you a little bit. But he would always say this. <clears throat> Don't take my word for it. Mm. My dad, I can hear him say it now. Don't take my word for it. I'm just faithful to get up here and release whatever he's given me, and I told him not to give it to me if he don't want me to give it to you. Now, that's hard in a place that's elementary, especially back in 1996 when this word wasn't nowhere near going on. Okay, now, it's a little ahead of its time. It's called the prophetic. And if it ain't ahead of its time, it ain't the prophetic. It's yesterday's glory. But you know, boredom, Yahweh told me one time, he said, I breathe on boredom sometimes. It's, I'm actually making them bored. Because when you're bored, you do something. Yahweh told me this, he gave me a, he says, boredom to agitation to activation. And you won't do nothing until you're bored sometimes. And I believe some of you have been bored, and I'm here to tell you it's the Lord. I'm telling you, that, 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 that's good. That's good preaching, Ben. You do that. Preach it. Preach it, Benjamin Nicholson. You've been called to preach, son. Preach it. Don't ever hesitate, activate the word of the Lord. But you won't activate something you're not agitated in, somebody. The bird in the nest kind of motto. Hey, hey, hey. Sometimes you got to just be a little kick. See what you got. I believe that's what he's doing. What you got. <laughs> you know what you got? Wings. And you were born to fly. Because you got whole, so you could go up and you could go down. I talked about that last time, and I'm not going to preach it today, but it's seven and eight. You got whole, so fivefold. You got whole in the fivefold, so you could go up and down. If you're still whole and not in the up and down, you're going to get bored. And when you get bored, you get agitated, and he wants to activate something new in you. Because when I'm bored at home, I find something to do. 
So it's not always the devil. Devil who, anyway? We don't give him any place. He's defeated. He's been dead a long time. It's your mind that's getting in the way. And I'm here to breathe a ruach on your soul, on your mind, will, and emotional to get healed so you can become whole, so you can get in the whirlwind of the, of the up and the down of heaven and earth coming in together as one. So there's completion coming out of you everywhere you go. You hit the bullseye within the bullseye every time precise precision to rid the meaningless repetition I'd rather say it in one or two words than a bunch of repetition never really heard can we get with this today I feel the prophetic today slow down hmm Houses of the city. Houses of the city have allowed the reconstruction of the heart to begin. Houses of the city have allowed the reconstruction of the new glory to begin. I believe there's construction going on in your belly right now for a new glory. And he's building something in you to where there's an expectation of something that moved you out, of something you were so comfortable in and so glorified in, but he's not calling you to sit long. He's calling you to sit until there's another one calling out. And you can only have another one calling out when you cultivate the spirit long enough to give your deep a mouthpiece. And now the deep is saying, Ben, dude, I'm ready to go. You ain't, but I'm ready. Did you know it's actually not even you? Man, that's a good word. It's not you. That's why he says, don't fear when you get up before governors and speak. It's not you that speaks. It's your father who speaks. I'm just looking for willing vessels that will get up and, and stand and let him talk. I ain't talking here. This is him. But he said he'll put you before governors and kings. And that only comes when you're aware of the kingship on your life. And you recognize it's not your battle anyway. You've already been bought and you're paid for and you're not looking to get anywhere. You're looking to stay where you are because the grass ain't always greener and he can give grass or green, greener grass to people who realize they're in the best grass they can be in right now. Ha! So back to my dad a minute. Am I boring you? Um, breathing on boredom. Also agitation to activation reveals something's new in you and you get it for yourself. <laughs> and when we get it for ourselves, the ones in here who do and you know who you are you come not only ready to receive but you come lock stock and barrel ready to give ready to give and I think he's breathing on a more sensitivity level on what giving is than we've ever known before in our, in our conversations with people, and our, and our awareness has peaked to the place where now remembrance has come to sit down with you because your awareness has grown so much in the secret. You'll never recognize in the market what you're not aware of in secret. And now remembrance is coming to sit down with the ones who allow the awareness of the unseen to be, to be greater to them than the seen. So without a vision, you die, and you only get new vi 
vision in this new age by way of intimacy. Fivefold where you could depend on them and this and this you get it for yourself through intimacy. So you can see to have vision. So you can see to have vision so he can give you provision for vision to be carried out. That's the model. <clears throat> and I want to just speak really quickly on a beautiful lady, um, Susan Turley. Truman. Um, she's not here today, but I just love that woman. And I want to speak about her for a minute on giving you an example on a priest and a king. Um, I came in here for prayer Thursday. We have prayer in here, by the way, on Thursdays at 10 to 11, if you're, if you're available to come and just soak. That's what soaking is. You come and just soak and just let him do what he wants to do. I encourage you to come if you're available. I know it's a weird time during the week, but we invite you to come. Um, 10 to 11 here on, on Thursdays, we open this place up. And I come some, sometimes I don't, just depends on what's going on. But I invite you to come if you will. Um, that'd be great. I'm not saying quit your job and come. But um, just inviting you to do that if you'd like. Um, I came in here son, or Thursday. Susan was here with Eileen and her mother. And I sat down on the front row here by myself, minding my own business. And um, I've always known Susan as an intercessor. I've always really felt a real intercessor spirit on her, a real secret place person on her. And I sat down in the front row there, and I did what I normally do, was to lift my hands and worship. And this woman came over to me and sat down and put her hands on my back. And they were as hot as a fire at the farm. And they burned in me and they sealed something in me that day. She came and was obedient to sit down with me and to put her hands on me and to breathe life on my life. And to speak over my family and speak over my, my granddaddy and the emotions I have with that right now. And my mom and my family, my dad. And I just, all I can tell you is I just received. I just, I just soaked. I just waited in the pool. I wasn't in a hurry to get out. I didn't have another lunch meeting to go to. I didn't have an appointment to get to. I didn't have anything. I was just setting time aside. Let intentionality work for you until second nature rides over that. If you're crying out for hunger, be intentional until it comes. And then you won't have to cry out so loud anymore. Because he'll bring the hunger with the intensity of your intention. So I'm sitting and she breathes and she puts her hands and she just prays over me and I become overwhelmed in the spirit and cried and cried and just received. And I told her after that, I said, thank you for modeling what a king priest looks like. 
Thank you for taking your quiet moment at home when nobody's there and you went through pain and all that. You're still that fiery in your secret place. And bringing that priesthood into this place as a king and spoke the word of the Lord to my life. And without that speaking place, I don't get affected. Without that speaking place, I don't get in, I don't get ministered to. It's not just for her. But she's got enough for her and for who's ever around. Because that's what a priest does as he models in worship and expresses with his voice and his movement in the marketplace as a king. And when those two things marry one another and they give birth to a mature son who no longer needs what they needed yesterday for revelation, now they have trusted him in the waters, so now he's breathing continual ongoing glory-to-glory revelational material for you to speak. I want to honor her today. If you're watching, love you, sweetheart. Bless you for who you are and for being available in that moment to release the precise precision in my valley of decision. And I was, I was welcomed. And you know what that does? It makes me hungry to come back for her for more because she's got it. Her hands were fire. There was a tangible representation on the outside what was burning so hot deeply in the end. That's what's coming to you in this place. There is a tangible sign and wonder ministry going on in your life right now, inwardly, that's beginning to manifest itself subtly, outwardly, in different places if we had the eyes to see and the ears to hear of who we are as majestic ones and whom is all my delight. One more quick story and then we'll go. Y'all good? good. Okay, it's 12-12. We're a little late. If you're not good, it's not like it would change anything. (laughs) Y'all want to laugh? You know, when you laugh, you, you tell people where you sit. When you laugh, you tell people where you're seated. Psalms chapter 2, he who sits in the heavens laughs. Take that home. Ponder that a moment. It's good medicine. Um, I want to just parallel this story with a, a preacher I like who talked about this the other day, and I have to mention it because it meant so much to me, about carrying in the majestic one quality. Um, Ray Hughes, anybody know Ray Hughes? A great preacher from way back in the day. Um, excuse me. Anyway, he pulled up to um, a church recently, and he saw a woman that was out dancing in the parking lot just by herself, just fully expressed. He was going to Bethel in California to preach, uh, which I love Bethel and Bill Johnson and that ministry. I really do like them a lot. And anyway, Ray Hughes was coming there to minister, and he pulled up his truck in the parking lot, and he saw this woman out just going for it, right, by herself, 
just out in the parking lot, just going for it. Just dancing. Just like you pulled up here and there was somebody out here just, just doing that. He, was, he pulled up, he was, he was stunned by it. He kind of got caught off by it. He was like, man, what's that? And he looked at it with tears in his eyes. And he said, that woman is carrying something that's bigger than her. When people look at you, do they look into somebody that's carrying something that's bigger than you? He looked out there and said, man, I just, I just had to sit and watch it. He was caught up because somebody chose to pick up something that other people could remember her by and remember themselves by. And he said, that woman is carrying something that's bigger than her. I want us to be that people that when people look at us and see us walking in, talk, whatever it might be, the ins and the outs, that they look at us and go, man, that person is carrying something that's bigger than himself. That's what I want to do. That's who I want to be. Amen? Amen. Stand with me, if you will. <clears throat> that means we're closing. And um, just super excited to see what Yahweh wants to do in this place, in this house, the next um, few days, weeks, months, years ahead. It's exciting to be in this place. You know, we're growing. We're, we're, we're not allowing uh, yesterday's glory to keep us pigeonholed in what we've always known. We're allowing that just to be a catalyst to take us forward and to progress our lives in bigger ways. Amen. So, Father, we love you. We rejoice. We lift our hands. We, we say yes to your promises, Father, that are yes and amen, and we lean in to the new glory that you're inviting us into. We ask our ears to have new clarity of hearing our eyes to have new clarity of vision, to see what you are doing in this new place, this new shift, that we're no longer coming to community to find identity. Now we're actually becoming identified and then looking for community to come into and to represent you well. We honor you, Father, for who you are, for what you're doing, and for what you will do. We speak life over this house, over this people in every way. Uh, any infirmity or sickness or disease, we speak we, we come against that in the name of Yeshua the Christ, and we speak wholeness and clean, cleanliness and just a refreshing of their lives in that way, Father. And we just thank you for what you're doing in this place. We honor you, and we just reverence your presence, Father. We allow you to turn our affections in the right direction for you to reign on us continually, ongoing reigns of the Spirit. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you guys. Love you.